Welcome to Second Crack, the leadership podcast. If you are new to the show, this is where we explore everyday leadership paradoxes and dilemmas and where we invite you as our listener to self-reflect. And if you have joined us before, welcome back. I am Gerrit Pelzer and I'm joined as usual by my friend and business partner, Martin Aldergaard. So hi, Martin. How are you today? Hi, Garrett. I'm fine. Thank you. Today is a really sunny day and I'm excited about today's topic. We decided to talk about perception and if and how we need to manage perception as leaders. And I'm thinking that our impact as a leader and the our ability to influence, it really depends on how we are perceived by our stakeholders. I'm really curious to explore, is there a dilemma of... Uh, trying to manage my perception and perhaps even come across as unauthentic versus just letting my action and results speak for themselves. So I think this is a this is a, a topic that I'm really curious to explore more of, Garrett. Absolutely. And I think we we talk a lot these days about being authentic as a leader. And then when we hear something like should I or should I ma manage my perception, how I'm perceived by other people, it may sound a bit awkward. But I think maybe maybe let's illustrate first, what do we actually mean by perception and why is it important? And there are th some rather classical examples. So typically how we see ourselves is not always the same way how other people see us. So I, I give you an example. Uh, a leader may see him or herself as very spontaneous, right? And sees this actually as a strength. Uh, I can change direction quickly. I'm very flexible. But then when you ask the people who are working with this person, they say, oh my God, you know, he's so chaotic. He confuses us. Uh, one day it's this direction. The next day it's, it's another direction. So while this leader sees being spontaneous as a strength, it is not necessarily perceived in the same way uh, by other people. Or another example I see a lot is around feedback. I mean, we both agree that feedback, getting feedback, receiving feedback, giving feedback is extremely important in organizations and in daily life. Um, but let's say there is a leader who says, yeah, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've really got it. I know how, how important feedback is. And I give my people feedback all the time so that they can learn from it and improve it. And then again, you go and ask the people who get feedback from this person. And I said, oh my God, you know, it's just horrible. It's, it's not really feedback. It's just destructive criticism. And every time the, the boss calls us into his office, uh, we know already what to expect. And it's not really helping. So there is, again, a discrepancy between the good intentions of this leader. I want to help. I want to give people feedback so that they can improve. Um, but then he does it in a way that's not really helpful, that it's perceived as destructive, as just criticizing. And in reality, it's not helping. So I think that illustrates how important it is to, first of all, understand how am I perceived by other people or how are my behaviors perceived by others? And eventually, what do I need to do to be seen in a way I want to be seen? Uh, mm -hmm. Can other people get the good intentions behind my actions? 
Mm-hmm. Am I making any sense? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we know that this perception it really happens whether we like it or not. And I'm thinking it might be better to then just try to manage it to our advantage as best as we can as a leader while being really aware of being authentic and being our authentic selves, but also understanding the impact that our behavior might have on others, that self-awareness of how we are perceived, and then thinking about how could we make the, the perception to go more in the direction that we really want, to be productive, having a high impact, and influencing those that we want to lead. Absolutely correct, Martin. And I really like how you point out the aspects of influence, creating the right impact, because at the end of the day, it's not just about the quality of our work or, or the results that we're getting. It's also about uh, how these things, how the work we're delivering is perceived. And uh, I, I had a friend who once said, success is basically a function of performance and perception. So it's not just performance alone, but also perception. And uh, perhaps I could illustrate with this with a real-life uh, coaching case that is still on my mind. Um, I was called in to help a director in a multinational corporation in uh, his career advancement. And when I met for the first time with with his with him, I, I learned that he had actually recently applied for a general manager role in the organization and uh, then he didn't get it. So somebody else got the job that he wanted and I also spoke to his boss. Um, to, to keep things simple, let me call the person I worked with, the director, let's call him Tony. And so I spoke also to Tony's boss and Tony's boss supported the his application to, to get the GM role. And so we, we, my first question was then, well, who else got the job and why didn't you, Tony, get it? And what we did was we collected feedback, right? How is Tony perceived by other people? So mainly I spoke uh, with decision makers in the organization. So if Tony was to apply next time for a more senior role, uh, these people would decide whether Tony or somebody else would got to get the job. And I asked them a number of questions. How do you see Tony as a leader? What are his strengths? Um, what are development areas? And interestingly, the overall feedback was very, very positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tony is a great guy, has, has a lot of knowledge, gets the job done. You know, when, when he is taking care of it, you you can sleep at night. And again, it was overwhelmingly positive, actually. So then came came these buts. Yeah, Tony's a great guy, but. And so I could explore why he did not get this job. And the reasons were mainly around that he was perceived as very detailed. And then the decision makers were concerned that he might not be able to take this big picture view that is so important uh, in, in a higher level leadership roles, right? And the funny thing was, when, when I worked with Tony, I got a sense that it's not that he's not lacking the big picture, 
It's just that, for instance, when he communicates with other people, he talks too much about the details. And then over the course of was maybe six months or so, we worked mainly on his communication skills. And he learned to put himself into other people's shoes, understand what they need, and adjust the communication, his communication style, to the other people's needs. So he would learn to gradually leave out some of the details that he would normally convey and instead uh, focus more on, on the big picture. And that, that worked out quite well for him. Uh, in the end, I, uh, the, the coaching engagement came to an end and then I didn't hear from, from Tony for a while. But then a couple of weeks later, out of the blue, I got an email from him and where, where he proudly told me that he was appointed as a, as a general manager in a different country. So I think this is, this is a real success story where we can see that number one, perception management is extremely important. Um, so when you, when you want to advance in your career, it does not only depend on that you do the good work, you, you need to make sure other people see the good work. And then through managing the perception, you make sure that other people trust that you have what it takes to be successful in this other role. And I, I just want to quickly add then number two is it does not mean that you can't be authentic. So you continue doing the good work that you're doing. And, um, but you also make sure that you manage how you are perceived by other people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my short success story with with coaching Tony on managing his own perception. And uh, what I took out of this was that Tony was really thinking about what are the needs of the other stakeholders. In this case, the the people that makes decisions on who gets the promotion. And he understood um, uh, what they were really looking for. And then without going away from his best self, he could communicate or increase the communication on the parts that they needed. So with this increase, he, he Tony had a better self. He was more self-aware and he also understood now what the other stakeholders really needed. So he could adjust without going away from his best self. I, I think that summarizes it very nicely. It's about adjusting, right? Mm. That's, mm. that's really a key point. So it is not really a contradiction between being authentic versus trying to manage or spin or make it like a PR uh, spin on your perception towards others. It is is not either or, and it's both being authentic and managing how you come across. I'm I'm thinking not only in terms of career and your perception as an individual leader. I also remember back to when we worked with this leadership team in another multinational about how they can uh, uh, regenerate the growth in the country 
they had been in this country for about 10 years already, very successful. They had around 700 people employed in the country. And they came to like a plateau of the growth in the business. Everybody was happy, but there were not so many new challenging jobs to motivate the teams, etc. And then we, we worked with them to develop a new growth vision. We also helped them to develop the strategies, the, the tracks that they had to work on to make this vision of growth happen. And I'm just thinking back to, to this getting to yes. One of the tracks, one of the strategies that they decided to pursue was called getting to yes. And this is also perception management. I'm thinking this, this, this leadership team so successful. They had invested now all their time and the effort in building the, the ideas and the business plan for a new investment in, in the country. And now it was about how can we get our stakeholders to say yes to this? And of course, this is also perception. And what they did was, of course, they investigate who are the key stakeholders. We need to get our team on board, all the 700 people on mm -hmm. board of these new ideas, right? We need to get the local government authorities on board so that we can get all the permissions and and, and what comes with the environmental studies from the local communities, all those signatures and the good relations they need to, to make a huge investment in the plant. And, of course, they need to get the board at the head office to want to invest in their country and, and, and not invest in another country. Right. So, so getting to yes was such an important part. So they actually decided to put aside people and time to actively manage the perception of those stakeholders. So, Garrett, from that project, well, what do you remember as the some key takeaways and examples from this case? Yeah, I think that is really an excellent example because what I see happen many times is, let's say, the, the relatively easy part is to come to to the rational or logic conclusion that we need to invest. And mm -hmm. then again, with very much of rational thinking, uh, and let's say when there is a larger investment in, into manufacturing capacities, a lot of engineering is involved. And then often these people think, yeah, again, the, the results speak for themselves, right? I will make a business plan and have my calculations for return on investment. But often that is not enough. And what I really liked, um, how this team approached a number of things. First of all, like you already said, identifying who are the stakeholders, our team, management board, um, government authorities, etc. But then also taking the next step in, in terms of what matters to them, right? It's not like I can, through these different stakeholders, I just submit the same investment project, the same business plan. No, no, we really need to understand what is critical for their decision. And if I just make the link to before, like uh, Tony and his promotion, right? He needs to understand that the people want to see more of the big picture. 
What do your stakeholders, when you have an investment project, what are they looking for? Mm. And uh, then the other aspect that I really liked how they approached this project was uh, with what you just mentioned, really setting time and resources aside to manage perception. So not just looking at it from a technical perspective, but really going out, talking to people, understand their needs, and then say like, okay, with this project, this is how we can fulfill your needs. And um, again, it, it seems, how should I say, it seems almost natural to do this, but in real life, I rarely see this happen. I rarely see that individual leaders or leadership teams, like in this case, really invest the time to do this apart from everything else uh, they're doing. And to, to build on this, um, what I see in companies is that it becomes very much like a functional approach or a silo approach. You have one team mm -hmm. that is responsible for the government affairs, so they would try to, to, to manage all the government affairs. Perhaps it's the local MD, the country manager that deals with the communication to the board, to the head office. You have then, let's say, the, the plant managers, they communicating with their teams to the people on the ground. And it becomes a little bit siloed and it becomes really technical. And in the, in the leadership team that we now are talking about in this case, I think what I was so impressed about is how they come together as a whole team and they create one vision right. that they are trying to communicate to all stakeholders. And they didn't silo it up in these different functions. So they stand behind their vision and their plan as a team. And I think this came across so strongly uh, um, to all stakeholders that it is the, it is the whole leadership team, they communicating like a, a, this holistic plan about what we want to achieve here. And that perception was also really, really important, I think, to getting stakeholders to say yes. And, and so, for instance, when, when they managed the communication to the team members, the whole leadership team, like one voice, spent a lot of energy to communicate why this vision is so important, uh, what, what is in it for us, uh, what do we have in the plan, and how can all of you, their team members, get involved? So as a team, they spend so much effort on managing the right perception to all the people yes, and, and the plant. And Martin, if, if, I, if I can jump in here right away to expand on this thought, um, it's so, so evident, like uh, this, this perception that you mentioned before, that they're working as a team, let then also the stakeholders to believe, yes, this is a team that we can trust. We can yes. trust them that not only will they be able to handle this project, like the, the construction part, but also of, of operating it later on. And yeah. uh, that again, it, it concludes that success and influence, uh, it depends on how you are perceived by other people. And I think these are really brilliant examples that should invite everybody. See, I, I see a lot, let's say, among especially, uh, let's say, technical people, right? They like... The results to speak for themselves 
but it is often not enough. And mm. like a former boss of mine once said, do good things and talk about it. Or in other mm. words, yeah, by all means, produce these great results, but also make sure that other people see these results. Mm. Um, because of, often, also let's say in terms of coming back to leadership and promotion, often great talents are overlooked in an organization uh, because they do the great work quietly in their office or the laboratory and, and nobody knows about it. So um, ultimately, I think perception management is immensely important. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I look back to all my executive coaching engagements over the last 10 years, there wasn't a single one in which managing one's perception did not play a role uh, in one way or another. And, and then again, so to say, closing the circle where you ask this question, well, is it, um, is there a conflict? Is there a dilemma, um, that I can't be myself? I can't be authentic. No, no, you can be authentic. Be yourself by all means. Perception management does not mean putting on a big show. It means for me, being yourself while giving other people just enough of what they need and making sure you come across in the way that you want to come across. Mm. And I think this, for me, the, the, a, a great question to reflect for me as a leader is perhaps first, is, is there a gap between uh, what I want to achieve and what I think my results and my business plan and my idea is there a gap between this, how I see it, and how the key stakeholder perceive it, perceive me, perceive my ideas? So I should reflect, is there a gap, and what might this gap be? I, you know, and, and I don't know, I think that might be already a good point to, to come to the end of the episode. And uh, if you agree, I would perhaps add a, a, a slightly different structure to it. I think maybe if we reflect, we need to first of all ask ourselves, what exactly do I want to achieve? So it can be um, the promotion, in Tony's case, it can be the investment project that we had in this other example, uh, or it can be simply about how do I want to be seen as a leader? Mm -hmm. And then if it's either promotion or the, the uh, uh, investment project, who is critical in this process? Who are my key stakeholders? Who are the decision makers? And then what matters to them? And, and then I would ask the question that uh, you asked before. So what is their current perception of me as a leader in general, uh, of the situation, of the project? And then if there is a gap, how do I need to change that perception? And how can I do that practically? And I think with with this short set of, what was it, five or so questions, I, I think uh, leaders are very well prepared to start managing their, their perception, to have even more impact, to influence people. Yeah, and at the end of the day, also be more successful. So my key takeaway from today's conversation is really the importance of spending time, effort, resource on actively manage the perception, either as an individual leader or even as a team of leaders. 
And if you haven't done so, it is really, really important to do that and not only let your results or your plans speak for themselves. Should we end there, Garrett? Yeah, I just, just want to really emphasize what you said earlier, right? Perception takes place anyway, whether you like it or not. And uh, basically, if you want to be successful, you need to manage it, it actively, even if you haven't done it before. It may feel awkward initially, but it's but it's certainly worth that. So, yeah, thank you, Martin, for a great conversation today. And this concludes our episode then. And if you enjoy the podcast, you, sen- you can subscribe to Second Crack on the platform of your choice. And, of course, it would help us a lot if you left a positive comment or rating You can also help us spread the word by telling a friend about the podcast or post about it on social media. And more info about Martin and myself and our work is on our website, www.secondcrackleadership.com. So until next time then, may you be well.